Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Always great to have you here on Listen Up. I hope you had a very good weekend as we get rolling here on a Monday. You know the routine. If you want to join me, uh, you can raise your hand icon. We've got so much going on and that's why i said we're going to have an open forum week uh with what's going on in ukraine and the domino effect of that is uh, really unbelievable and i'm going to talk about that in a couple of minutes i want to give you an update though on what we know and what we don't know as it relates to the talks with major league baseball major league baseball gave the deadline of today, and if not, they're going to postpone uh, the beginning of the season, and MLB is adamant that games would not be made up. Talk at 6 o'clock Eastern and 3 o'clock Pacific, we still do not know. Jeff Passano of ESPN this morning said it would be a miracle if baseball was able to come to an agreement before the deadline of tonight. But again, here we are at 6 o'clock Eastern on the uh, East Coast, 3 o'clock West Coast, and uh, still no word. So, you know, if we get an update, we'll pass it on. Uh, This would be just a huge era in judgment for Major League Baseball. Not being able to read the room, not being able to have a pulse on what's going on in the country and around the world. I mean, you think about that, you know, you see the horrific pictures from Ukraine with moms and their little children trying to flee the country with their fathers and husbands staying behind to defend their country and major league baseball can't figure out a way to come to a deal with billionaires and millionaires, you know what? Screw them. Seriously. Screw them. That's what I say. If they don't get a deal done, screw them. You know, uh, I, I have zero, absolutely zero sympathy for them. All right, a couple of other developments. And I talked about this. I think I did my first rant on this last Monday. And it may, it may have been Friday uh, uh, a week ago. And I said that. I was surprised that there was not more outrage towards Phil Mickelson's comments. Well, boy, have things changed since then as it relates to his comments about Saudi Arabia. Phil's lost basically all of his sponsors, which is about 40 million big ones. You know, you think about what's happened to Phil Mickelson in a little less than two weeks, right? Think about that. You got Phil Mickelson, who... Two weeks ago was one of the darlings in the United States when it came to golf. Everybody loved Phil. Everyone. And now Phil Mickelson, here on the last day of February 2022, is on an island. Period. I guess one PGA player said it best over the weekend. Quote. This wasn't just Phil being Phil. This was a failed coup. How in the hell do you come back from that? I'm telling you. I don't know if he's going to. I really don't. Think about that. No sponsors now. 
Think about that for a minute. Think about that. Hmm. You know, you, you got Roy McElroy who said on Sunday, I don't want to kick someone while he's down, obviously, but I thought Mickelson's comments were naive, selfish, egotistical, and ignorant. A lot of words to describe that interaction he had with Shipnuck. It was just very surprising and disappointing. Sad. I'm sure he's sitting at home sort of rethinking his position and where he goes from here. Who's left? I mean, there's no one. Those were the comments from Roy McElroy. Right? I mean, man, think about what's happened to Phil Mickelson in a span of two weeks. Hmm. Billy Horschel said this about the numbers and the money with the PGA Tour and Phil's characterization of it, obnoxious greed. Here's what Billy Horschel had to say. I may not see all the numbers that a player director may see in board meetings, but I see enough to understand that the money is being used correctly and it's being used how the PGA Tour says it is. It's a tough, it's tough because this guy, no, I say this guy, Phil has done so great and he's been a great ambassador to the game of golf. And I honestly feel that he's hurting his reputation and he's tarnishing his legacy a little bit. Correction. Mr. Horschel, he's tarnishing his legacy a lot. Not a little bit. A lot. Period. Not a little. All right? Let's call it the way it is. He's tarnishing his legacy a lot. You know, what was it? On Wednesday of last week, Brooks Kepka said, I think it's going to still keep going. I think there will still be talk. I think everyone talks about money. I don't see it backing down. They can just double up and they'll figure it out. They'll get their guys. Somebody will sell out and go to it. Talking about the Saudi golf league. I don't think so. So that's the latest as it relates to Phil Mickelson. Something else I wanted to talk about, and I wasn't sure if I should lead the show with this or not, because I've always tried to not be political, but I think there are times when it's justifiable. And there was a comment that was made over the weekend by former great goaltender Dominic Hasek of the Czech Republic. And I was so bothered by what he had to say. He came out and ripped Alexander Ovechkin, one of the most famous Russian athletes on the planet, because Ovi has always been a big supporter of Vladimir Putin. But O.V. last week came out and spoke very strongly about being against the war and the invasion of Ukraine. And Dominic Hasek ripped O.V., which I thought was unfair, and then said that the NHL should suspend all Russian players. And that just bugged the hell out of me. Like, so you think that the Russians in America... Do you think that the Russian people want to see their country invade Ukraine? Do you think the Russian athletes like Alexander Ovechkin and others who have already been outspoken against their country want to see this going on? It's not their fault, okay? It's not Alexander Ovechkin's fault that Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine, okay? It's not any of the other athletes' fault either, okay? I see FIFA has said you're not playing in the World Cup in Qatar, okay? There's no one on the Russian soccer team, the World Cup team, that has anything to do with the invasion of Ukraine. I am all for, by the way, banning Russia from participating in the World Cup, just like I am all for banning airspace over large parts of the country for their airlines and among other things and the economic sanctions and everything else. I'm all for that, okay? But here's what I'm not for. I'm not for treating Russian citizens like shit, okay? Because they were in America or they're famous or what have you, all right? Because they don't have anything to do, nothing to do with their country invading Ukraine. And a matter of fact, if you look at what's going on in Russia, 
and you're looking about the number of people that are outraged, you know, you would understand that you should not be hurtful, mean, you should not despise the Russians that are in the United States of America, okay? They have nothing to do with what's going on, all right? Nothing to do with it. And I'm only going by what I've read and the news that I've watched. They're not at all on board with their president invading Ukraine, okay? They're disgusted by it. They're bothered by it. They don't want anything to do with it. And they are sympathizing with the people of Ukraine. So Dominic Hasek wants the NHL to suspend the Russian players in the National Hockey League? How stupid is that? Seriously. You're going to now, you're going to suspend players like Alexander Ovechkin? Why? Why? Like, what would be the reason for that? Like, what would be the basis for even thinking that? Now, I can understand the NHL, which has suspended business activities in Russia. Yes, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. But, I mean, stop it already. Really. I, I just don't get this. I, 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 I don't understand this. I really don't. Really sad. Really is sad. It's disturbing as all hell is what it is. It really is. It is so disturbing. That comment by Dominic Hasek, the NHL is going to suspend all Russian hockey players from the league. Ridiculous. Seriously. Absolutely ridiculous. And I think there there's a lot of active Russian players in the National Hockey League. I believe there's 50. You're going to suspend them all because Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine. Yeah, it's like their fault. I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm hearing some disturbing stories about how Russians in this country are being treated. And I am just, it, 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 it pains me. They have nothing to do, okay, nothing to do with the invasion of Ukraine. Just like, guess what? If the United States goes to battle, you and I have nothing to do with that decision. Nothing. Nothing at all. Unbelievable. And you, you know what else you see? The world right now is against Russia. Look at what's going on. Look at the outpouring of emotion and sympathy for Ukraine. Look at the number of countries that are on board with condemning Vladimir Putin and what he's doing. And Dominic Hasek wants to suspend all the players in the National Hockey League. It's unbelievable. Uh, that really bothered me when he said that about Alexander Ovechkin. And listen, I know Ovechkin's been a big supporter of Vladimir Putin. All right? And that doesn't make him a bad guy. Does that mean that all 75, 73 million people that voted for Donald Trump are bad people? Like I hear all the time that they're racist and they're there. Wait, wake the hell up, would you please? Seriously. Like really? And there are people that believe that. Seriously. There are people that believe that. That if you voted for Donald Trump, you're a racist or you're this or you're that. You know what? Get a freaking life and wake the hell up, would you please? So because Alexander Ovechkin has been a supporter of Vladimir Putin, he's on board with Russia invading Ukraine. Guess what? No, he's not. No, he's not. Just incredible to me. The labels and everything else that goes on just because you have supported somebody in the past. All right? So Alexander Ovechkin was a supporter of Vladimir Putin. And now because of that, he's got to be suspended by the National Hockey League along with his other fellow countrymen. Like, how stupid is that? It really is. Just defies belief to me. It just defies belief. So if you want to comment on that, raise your hand. 
and we will put you right on. I'm happy to talk about that. Again, I'm doing this as an open forum week. I'm with you every day this week except for Friday. I am not going to be able to do the show on Friday. Uh, tomorrow, if you have time, check out No Filter Network, 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific, as I'm going to be doing that show with Sean Salisbury. You can join us. It's uh, internet. It's awesome. Just go to nofilter.net, and you can watch us do the show. And, again, uh, you can join us. All right, the other story, and I did a rant on this today, has to do with what's going on in New York City. Now, if you think you've seen it all and you've heard it all, uh, you really haven't. March 7th, the city of New York, okay, is changing their mandate as it relates to unvaccinated people, all right? Beginning on March 7th, vaccination requirements will be removed for indoor dining, fitness, entertainment venues. However, the mandates will not be removed for private businesses. So, Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets will not be able to play in the home games because it is a private business. However, as I said on my rant today, Irving, if he wanted to, could get on a subway to the Barclays Center with tons of people on it, no problem. He could stop along the way if he was. In, if he really was in the mood to get a workout walking into a public health club. After he got done with his workout, if he wanted to, he could walk into a crowded restaurant in Brooklyn on the way to the arena for the Nets game. He could walk into the arena. He could sit in the stands with 18,000 others, but he can't play. Yet visiting players who aren't vaccinated have been able to play and will continue to be able to play in Brooklyn. Now, I give New York Mayor Eric Adams a lot of credit because he said this today. All right, he said this uh, on CNBC. Quote, listen, I want Kyrie on the court. I would do anything to get that ring. So badly, I want it. But there's so much at stake here. And I spoke with the owner of the team. We want to find a way to get Kyrie on the court, but this is a bigger issue. I can't have my city closed down again. It would send the wrong message just to have an exception for one player when we're telling countless number of New York City employees, if you don't follow the rules, you won't be able to be employed. But here's the part that I really like. All right? Adams agreed that the current rule that keeps Kyrie Irving from participating in home games, quote, makes no sense. And even though he thinks the rule is ridiculous as written, he said, these are the rules and I have to follow the rules. If I don't, I'm going to open the door that is sending the wrong message to everyday employees. You know what? Big round of applause for him because he's saying, these rules are stupid and ridiculous and make no sense. But as the mayor, he can't get preferential treatment. That's what a mayor should do. Seriously. I, I just don't understand this. Adams went on and said businesses have their vaccine mandates. City employees have their vaccine mandates. I have to follow the rules. And trust me, I want Kyrie on the court. We are here right now opening our city because of vaccine mandates. We can't close down again. I can't have my city close down again. No, you can't. But you can't let visiting players walk into New York that are unvaccinated and play, but Kyrie Irving can't. And you can't allow unvaccinated people into restaurants, health clubs, and entertainment venues, but a player who's unvaccinated can't play. That you can't have. And I understand your issues being the mayor of the city and not being able to give preferential treatment. But you are the mayor of the city. You have power. Change the damn rule and the damn mandate. You can do that, can't you? You can twist arms. You are the mayor of New York freaking city. All right? 
When you say that the rule makes no sense, when you say it's ridiculous, you're the mayor. Change the damn rules. Change the mandates. You have the power to make that happen. That's what you're the mayor for. Run the city. Do the right thing here. How stupid is that? Can you imagine, seriously, how freaking stupid that rule is, that mandate, that Kyrie Irving can do anything he wants in New York now, but he can't play because he's not vaccinated. Just can't make it up. But yet, if you're on the Minnesota Timberwolves and you're not vaccinated, yeah, no problem. When you come into Brooklyn, you can play. Like, that makes a lot of sense, huh? Tell you. Anytime you think things can get worse and more ridiculous, you find out that you were wrong because things always seem to get a lot more ridiculous. That one is hard to explain and defies logic or logic. All right, I told you about FIFA suspending Russia from the World Cup. All right. And again, I don't I have no problem with that. All right, they, they along with uh, UEFA, issued a joint statement. That's the European Association. Issued a joint statement to confirm that all Russian national teams and clubs have been suspended until further notice. I get that. I understand that completely. I know you're going to say, well, gee, you're very, being contradictory. You're saying that the NHL players in America shouldn't be suspended. That's right. I am saying that. This is different. So the uh, International Olympic Committee, FIFA and UEFA, said that Russia would have no involvement in the upcoming World Cup playoffs. I have no issue with that. I think that's the right decision. Can't have Russia playing in the World Cup. Just can't. Period. I think that's a very strong move. I think you'd have a... I think you'd have a boycott of the of the World Cup, if you can believe that. I don't think – no one would play Russia. No way. That, that would be a horrible look, horrible look for the World Cup. So good job right there. All right, hey, if you want to get in on the program today, you know the routine. Raise your hand, hit that hand icon, uh, and we will do it. We've got the Mandate New York. We've got – Baseball, which is still trying to come up with a deal before the deadline. You've got the Kings playing Oklahoma City tonight. The Kings, by the way, if you've looked at the standings, are now 0-2 on this five-game trip. They are 22-40, and and they play Oklahoma City tonight. If you're a true Kings fan, you want the Kings to lose tonight. If you are a true fan of the Sacramento Kings, you want them to lose tonight. Because then they would have the same number of losses as Oklahoma City. You're not going to the playoffs. You're not going to be in the play-in. You're four games back in a loss column of New Orleans and Portland and three back of San Antonio. So, you know, don't even think that way. If you really are a fan of the Sacramento Kings, you want them to lose tonight. And you want them to lose every game. Because if you lose every game, then you're going to have a chance to get the number one pick in the draft or at no worse than the fourth pick in the draft. So that, to me, should be the goal the rest of the season. Because your team stinks. And, you know, you know, we talk about DeMontis Sabonis, who looks really, really good. But I'm not surprised. Sabonis is really, really good. That's why he's a two-time All-Star. The problem I see with the Kings, and I was speaking with somebody that I really respect today. I'm not going to mention a name because I didn't ask if I can share our conversation. He told me that in order for the Kings to be a playoff team, De'Aaron Fox needs to be the third best player on the team. He said there is no way in the world he sees De'Aaron Fox leading this team to a 50 wins type season. Said so not not happening. He said not less. He said he's not leading him, period, but he said he's got to be the third best player on the team in order for this team to be good. He compared him to John Wall to me, and I was like, wow, you know what? John Wall couldn't shoot either. 
right? And John Wall had some great games and some great years, but at the end of the day, John Wall couldn't put the ball in the ocean from three, right? So when you look at De'Aaron Fox, who is so overpaid, it's ridiculous. And I, I thought the person I was talking to made a great point comparing him to John Wall. Great point. And you look at Fox, and, you know, he can dazzle you at times. We get that. We get that. But, you know, I think he's had a horrible year. I think he's had a horrible year on the court. I think his leadership's been horrible. And, you know, you look at his stats this year. He's shooting 27% from three. His career three-point shooting percentage, okay, you ready for this? Is 31%. You're not going to ever lead a team to the playoffs as a point guard shooting a career 31%. Not happening. Not happening. Can't happen. So, you know, you look at the other teams in the West that are ahead of the Kings, which basically is just about all the teams, and you look at their point guards, right? And you look at the reason the Kings are where they are, and you look at the reason where other teams are, such as Phoenix, Golden State, Memphis, Utah, Dallas, because they all have point guards that can shoot, right? What do the Kings have? They have a point guard that can't shoot consistently. Yeah, there might be games where he makes four of six or three of four, and you're like, oh, wow. And then the next game, you're like, well, nope, he's right back to where he was. You know, it's like golf. You know, if you don't have a great swing, you know, you're still going to go out sometimes, and you're going to shoot really, really well. But the very next game, next day, you're going to go out and play the same course, and you might be 12 or 14 strokes worse. Why? Because you really don't have a good swing. And the day before, you just happen to be in one of those rhythms, one of those grooves. But because you're mechanically flawed, you're not consistently able to put good scores on the board. It's the same thing with De'Aaron Fox. You know, the, the Kings are 22 and 40. Think about that for a minute. They're 22 and 40. 22 and 40. They're not winning 30 games this year. You don't want them to win 30 games this year. And again, if you are a true fan of the Kings, you want them to lose tonight. This is a game you do not want to win. You do not want to win this game tonight. You want to leave town with the same number of losses as Oklahoma City. Because the only chance, the only chance you have of becoming a good team is hitting a home run in the lottery. That's it. There are no other chances. That's the chance. So don't be having a pipe dream that, you know, you're going to get on a run here with 20 games left and end up in the 10th spot in the play-in tournament. You'd probably have to go 15-5 and five for that to happen. Anybody out there thinking the Kings are going 15-5? and five? I didn't think so. So you want them to lose tonight. Other games tonight, Minnesota's at Cleveland, Orlando host Indiana, Toronto's in Brooklyn, Chicago and Miami with a good game, Spurs are in Memphis, Charlotte at Milwaukee, and as I said, the Kings are in Oklahoma City. Your turn now. I want to hear from you. What do you want to talk about today? We've got Dominic Hasek's comments about Alex Govechkin and the other Russian players in the NHL. We got the ridiculous scene in New York with the mandate that will still keep Kyrie Irving off the floor for now. I mean, you got the Phil Mickelson story, which gets worse and worse. Brutal. Seriously. Just absolutely brutal. You got the uh, combine, which starts tomorrow. Never been a fan of the Combine. I guess it's a necessary evil. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I, I don't understand it. I really don't. 
especially with all the mistakes that teams make still in the NFL draft. You know? So I, I, I don't see it. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis has been playing very well. Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald have been playing very well for the Indiana Pacers. You know, it's called talent for talent. You traded talent, you got talent back. Um, you know, Dante DiVincenzo has been horrible. He has not been the same since his ankle surgery. He was terrible on Saturday against Denver. He's shooting 28% and 23% from downtown since coming to the team. And Sacramento is one and four in those games. So what he needs is an offseason, and you can only hope that, you know, he can be the type of player that he was before his ankle surgery. But it doesn't look that way right now. That's for darn sure. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, again, I want to hear from you. Hit that hand icon, raise your hand, and I'll put you right up on stage with me. We've got, again, no word yet on Major League Baseball. So if anything happens, we'll pass it along. I'm not optimistic, but I do think it's interesting that, you know, at 6.30 Eastern time, we've got no word yet. You know, to me, I look at that as more of a positive than a negative. I'm not saying that that means they're getting a deal done, but at least it appears to me that they're trying. So we'll see. Well, here's something that just came by. Let me read this right now. Uh, This was said, um, the sides still remain far apart. Well, that was, that's old news. That was earlier today. We know that. So we'll see. We'll see. No word yet. Derek Jeter stepping down as Marlins CEO. Didn't like the uh, uh, top shareholder backing out on a reported 10 to $15 million extra they were using salaries. So I, I, I don't know. Um, by the way, more spring training games were canceled. We know that. Opening day is March 31st. Can you believe that tomorrow is March 1st? How about that? March 1st tomorrow. Hey, at least we got college basketball we're going to be able to talk about, right, in the tournament? March? Yes. We got March. We got some college basketball. How about all the upsets over the weekend? Right? How about all of the upsets? Now, to me, the rankings in college basketballs means squat. You know, it means they mean nothing. Gonzaga's number one. 
right? Arizona, Baylor, Duke, Auburn, Kansas, Kentucky, Purdue, Providence, Wisconsin, your top 10. That doesn't mean squat. Get in the tournament. You know, you got to win four games to get to the final four. But I think just like everyone else, uh, it is so much fun to watch the tournament. Speaking of the tournament, and I haven't talked about this in a while, but I'm going to do so now. Uh, if you are not in on Superdraft, I'm telling you, this is a good time to explore it. And all you need to do is check out the video, grant.winthistime.com. And I think you're going to be interested in what you're seeing. And then once you look at that video, I'll be notified. I'll reach out to you, and I'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. I've had a lot of fun with it, and I have had a lot of education on this. I play the free entry games every day, and I'm having a blast. I've been able to build up a nice team. I'm looking for a couple of more team members. You can make some money on this, folks. You know, you have your own job or whatever. This can be a side job. You can really do well on this. So go to grant.winthistime.com. All right, and once you watch the video, I'll be notified, and then I'll be happy to reach out to you and answer any questions. And I'll tell you, this is a fabulous time to get involved with the uh, tournament starting because every day uh, there's going to be big-time, big-time, contest prize money you know and again you don't have to spend money uh we had jay on last week his wife made i think 250 dollars on a free entry on a ufc card she didn't know anything about so it's all there for you again uh super draft and grant.winthistime.com uh, all right again if you want to get in on the program you know the routine hit your hand icon uh, and we will do this all right i want to hear from you I want to hear what you have to say about some of these top topics uh, going on, not only in the sports world in America, uh, but around the world. All right. Around the world. It is. Uh, I'll tell you, watching the news. Is. Uh, depressing as all hell. And at the same time, it's also very man, it just gives you like so you learn so much about a country. If you're like me, you don't know much about the people of Ukraine, but boy, they're amazing. Seriously, amazing. Uh, the story, the uh, the heroic stories, and what people are doing over there, you just got to give them your prayers. Uh, you really do. All right, let's get to Alfred. Hello, Al. How are you today? I'm good, Grant. Thanks for taking my call. You just, I'll just weigh in. First off, I'm a veteran, and I'm just so like. My heart goes out to the Ukrainian people. I mean, you know, what's going on? We got war. 2022, we're at war. Just, well, there's a war between. But, I mean, it's only going to probably escalate. I just have a feeling that I'm a veteran, and I just feel that Putin, ever since he came became in charge, he wants to get the Soviet Union back together. So my yep. own personal opinion is it's not going to stop until until – all these, all the original states or countries, whatever they were, are back uh, under the under the umbrella. It almost like it's like Nazi Germany when, and after World War One and the, and the Versailles Treaty, and you know they they were felt like they were left out of the the picture. Well, they were the aggressor, but you know that, that's where the the whole Second World War just came into that. But I just, uh, it's just so difficult to watch and see. It's terrible. You know what else on. is bad is that if you watch the news, uh, and, and I say if, because the, I've, I've basically, I'm one of the people that have protested by not watching the news because I just, I'm so disgusted by it. But I, I'm not going to lie. The last few days I have been watching the news just to see what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, but all the experts uh, think that the, the worst is yet to come, that Putin's yeah. not even using anywhere near his full arsenal at his disposal uh, to go into Ukraine. And that's very scary. It's just, it, it, they can't, they can't stand up to the Russian army, Nate. No. But I mean, I was stationed in Europe in the seventies and we, I was in England and we had bases, the U.S. had bases there, but it Warsaw Pact back then. It was the Warsaw Pact against NATO. And as far as uh, Ovechkin and other Russian players, you know, once again, stop with this, man. People are, you're losing your mind. And I don't, by the way, I don't watch, I haven't watched the news in like six years. The only news I get is when I listen to you. So, you know, stop with the, you know, they're not, they're Russian or you're Muslim or you're Islamic. You're not, or you're Japanese back in World War II. And they got, you know, you're not, 
you're still Americans, you know, and we just, history just, I just, the more, you know, if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. It seems, seems like we never learn or the the world never learns. And here we go again, you know, yep, here we go again. Yep. You're exactly right. I want, uh, and I want to ask you on a, on a yep. side note, the combine, I'm with you, man. I'm, you know, me and you, I'm you're older than you. I don't get the, the, I would be worried. You watch film of a guy, you watch his college career. You talk to his coaches, his teammates, his opponents. You have all this material. And now you're, you're, you're going to judge the guy or make a pick on another guy just because he runs around cones better than somebody else. What is yeah. running around a cone or, or broad jumping? Or, or high jumping, look at yep. Cooper Cup. I yep. mean, you know, yep. you know what? His Aaron Donald, who's you know a physical freak, his numbers in Cooper Cup were almost identical. Coop's a wide receiver. You, you know, maybe he's not no. Randy Moss skill wise or, or or someone like that. But you know, just it's only a, that, it let only me ask you something. When you watch the NFL, do you see guys playing with uh, shorts and t-shirts on, or do you see them in full gear and helmets and everything? That's another thing yeah, I don't it, understand. It's just so it's, stupid, ridiculous. It's just it's just beyond me. But you know what it is? I think it's the old school. You spoke to this last week. You made a comment about the saturation of the NFL. I just think it's just so saturated. The NFL is so set in their, their ways that they just feel like the latest I saw was some guy they're going to measure his hands. They have to go back and re-measure his hands. I mean, and you've watched enough football, Nate. You know, there's been a lot of great players who, like I just mentioned, Coop, Cooper yep. Cup yep. and Joe Montana or like, you know, guys who just maybe weren't like physical specimens. Look, but Look at Tom Brady when he was in the combine. You know, they could have timed his 40 with an hourglass, you know, and, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, the, it's the reality of the situation. It's just, this stuff can be so stupid. I, I, but, you know, I just think it's this old school mentality. I, I just think, you know, you're going to make a decision on a guy's uh, runner when you really like the guy, but you'd like him based yeah. off of his performance, his film and talking to and so, anyway, I'll just hey, let listen, you go, I've got, some good, I've got some good news for you. I've been yeah. in contact. I've been talking with Jack Youngblood, and he's going to be coming on my podcast soon. Oh, thank you. See, when you get him on, ask him what his broad jump was. <laughs> uh, you know what? The scary part is knowing Blood was probably pretty damn good because he was athletic as all hell. But, uh, yeah, I'll ask him about the combine. Uh, I, you know, it would be fun to get his response to that. Oh, I'm so excited to hear that. And, you know, I ask about, you know, I've been here. I know you know how to interview people, but, you know, the state of the game. I think oh, he yeah. had a, he had like a, he's pretty much involved in the CTE with the yep. with concussion protocol, yep. which I'm, I'm a big fan of. I, I'm glad they finally did something. But at the same time, Blood, man, he, he wrote two books and I had read them both and I own them. And, you know, he knew what, he knew when he strapped it on. You saw him nape in the hallway. He barely could could move, but he you know he would never he would do it all over again. Well, you know? I gotta tell you, I mean, it's 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 hard for me to believe because when I was working with Jack was 1995 in radio, yeah, and I remember watching him labor just to get around yeah. the radio station, and I was just like, wow. And here we are in 2022. So I'm gonna ask him about his physical condition. I'm gonna ask him about where you know, he is right now with everything uh, because there were so many players of his generation that are dealing with severe abnormalities. Many, there are many, many people. But at the same time, Nate, ask him if he would do it over again. I'll bet you I know what his oh, answer would be. Yeah. Yes. I don't even have to ask him. I already know what his answer would be. Do you know, it's interesting you brought that up. I've interviewed so many football players, both current and former, but I always ask the former players this. I always said, if you knew then what right. you know now as it relates to head injuries and CTE, would you do anything differently? And the only person that answered the question yes was the Hall of Fame linebacker from the New York Giants, Harry Carson. The only one. He said, yeah, I wouldn't have played. And that's really? that just, yes, he'd said that to me. And and he's the only one. I've had Jim Onowan, who's lost a leg. He's been amputated. Yeah. He's had 90 surgeries. I've talked to Fred Bolitnikoff. I've talked to Jim Plunkett, who's had 
multiple surgeries. He's got two replaced hips. He's got two replaced knees. I mean, I can go on and on with the players yeah. that I've had this conversation with, and they all said that they would do it all over again. I'm surprised at Harry, but, you know, I mean, you know, but I've seen other players like Patrick Willis, man. He thought he was in a prime of his career. Yep. And he stepped away and, you know, but all right, I'm looking forward to blood. Thanks for taking the call. Great. I'm just right here in here. I'm going to get on that super, the super draft. I'm going to yep. sign up for the first line with the, Great. with the, just to check it out. I'm not a college basketball guy, but I know somebody who's a diehard. You can pick all the games, but I guess I like what, you know, the person that you want to know the, the secret, the, the people that normally do very well are the people that have no idea what the hell's going on. Those are the people that normally do very well. The people that win all these <laughs> office pools and everything. And seriously, they're normally the people that couldn't even tell you, you know, one person on the team or what conference they're in. They just pick teams based on their nicknames or their colors of their uniforms. And I'm no, really. And they do so damn well in these things. Uh, you know, Nate, you know, because you're you because if you're a diehard fan, you're using common sense. And you're not going to pick that upset. And then someone comes up and picks that upset. And then all of a sudden, I'm not picking the New York Giants over the Patriots in 07. But, you know, I like a giant over a Patriot because he's tw three times as tall of them. So, no, hey, man, have a good night, buddy. All right. You take, take care. care. Yeah, you too. That was a good call. <laughs> and thank goodness that Alfred got his phone fixed. Oh, man. I like that. That's a good call. Yeah, so I've been uh, uh, reaching out with Jack Youngblood. We've been going back and forth. We're uh, trying to uh, nail a time down. And so I'm thinking, don't know this for sure, all right? I'm thinking he's going to be on with me uh, next week. That's what I'm thinking. And then next week also, uh, Mike Pereira, the NFL on Fox. I want to talk to Mike about the issues – that this country is having as it relates to officials. The abuse that officials take, the reason why there is a shortage, particularly on the secondary level. I want to talk to Mike about that and some other things. So that's going to be next week on, if you don't like that, on my podcast. I've loved Mike. You know, I've known Mike for a long time. You know, Mike lives in Sacramento. And Mike has done truly an amazing job on Fox. I, I've, I've said he just blows away the competition. You know, the other networks have to try to copy Fox with their own Mike Pereira. Like, you know, Steve Javi for the NBA on the playoff games. He's as bad as it gets. And I love Steve Javi. I know him. But, boy, is he horrible on TV. Like, why, did, why do they keep on having Steve Javi on? I mean, he's awful. He can barely get through a sentence. He's terrible. He, he can't – he's not succinct. He's wrong a lot of the times. I mean, come on now. We got to have Steve Javi on again in the NBA playoffs? Why? Again, nothing personal. I'm, I love Javi. But stop it already, would you please? And there are some other bad ones too, but Javi's the worst. Mike Pereira is top shelf. And Mike is rarely, rarely, rarely wrong. He's rarely wrong. You know, does a great job. So Mike's going to be coming on with me. Uh, I believe I believe we'll get him on next week. All right? I believe we'll get him on next week. All right, hey, I'd love to hear from you. If you want to come on the program today, uh, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we'll do it. Tomorrow, again, 3 o'clock Thursday. Excuse me, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, I will be uh, off on Friday. I'm not going to be able to do the show, but we'll have some good shows uh, between now and then. But I want to hear from you, all right? I'm getting tired of hearing myself talk. You already know what I think, all right? What do you think? All right, what do you think? And what do you think about Dominic Hasek's comments as it relates to Alex Ovechkin and the other Russian players in the National Hockey League saying that they should be suspended. I, I, I just couldn't believe that. I, I just couldn't believe that. I, I really can't. I, I just, you know, like why? Why? You're going to suspend athletes playing in the National Hockey League who have absolutely nothing to do with Vladimir Putin invading Ukraine? You think Putin called up Alex Ovechkin he got his opinion on this. I mean, it's just crazy. 
You, know, you can say, well, gee, he supported Putin. Well, you know, maybe you've supported Phil Mickelson, right? Maybe you've been a big fan of Phil Mickelson. Well, just because you're a big fan of Phil Mickelson doesn't mean you condone his comments that he made to the author Shipnuck about Saudi Arabia and their human rights violations, including executing gay people, all right? Just because you're a huge supporter of Phil Mickelson doesn't mean you agree with that, doesn't mean you condone that, doesn't mean that you are on board with what he had to say. Are we on board with Alex Ovechkin because he's been a supporter of Putin now has to be, what, thrown out in the garbage? It's absurd. It really is. I mean, think about all the sponsors that Phil's lost. Last week, KPMG, then Amstel Light. Amstel Light said this on Wednesday, quote, we made the decision to end Amstel Light's partnership with Phil Mickelson. We wish him all the best. We can go on and on. I mean, I don't know. You know, and I, I said this last week, and I'll say it again. Phil's got no one to blame but himself here. He has no one to blame but himself. Can't blame the Saudis. Can't blame the PGA Tour. All right? Can't blame other tour players. He can only blame himself. That's it. I mean, I saw that uh, Callaway is pausing their relationship with Mickelson. We know that. I mean, how would you expect Callaway to stay with Phil Mickelson? Can't. Just can't. Again, when he makes this comment about the Saudis, their scary efforts to get involved with, we know they killed Washington Post reporter Khashoggi and have a horrible record on human rights. They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? Because this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. Now, you think companies are going to be involved with that? Are you kidding me? Now, it's been just been horrible to see a guy that has been beloved and adored by golf fans all over this country and really around the world to put himself in this situation. It really has. It's 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 still hard uh, to believe. For me, anyway. I don't know about you. I, I I'm shocked by it. I'm shocked. I, I just. I mean, was Phil? Did he have a couple of drinks before he did the interview? Was he? I mean, seriously. I'm. I, I don't know. I mean, I just can't believe it. You know. And then you got the New York City mandate where. Kyrie Irving still can't play, but you can go to restaurants, health clubs, entertainment venues. He can even go to the game and watch from the stands, but he can't play. Again, it's just asinine. Stupidity everywhere. Everywhere. Just stupidity across the freaking board. Just defies belief, defies logic. All right, Brian, I see you want to come on. You got to hit your microphone. We'll put you back in the audience, and if you want to come on, raise your hand. I'll put you up on stage, and when I do, just hit that, hit your uh, microphone icon, Brian, and we'll put you on. I'm going to put you back in the audience. We'll do it one more time. Be patient, Brian. You're going to get this. All right, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you have to say. So raise your hand. I'll put you back up on stage, and then hit that icon on your device or whatever you're using to follow me here on Listen App, uh, and we'll put you uh, right on. If you're joining me late, and I know some of you are, I talked about this. So New York City on March 7th is changing their mandate for unvaccinated people. If you're unvaccinated, you're going to be able to go to eat in a restaurant, you're going to be able to work out in a gym, and you're going to be able to go to entertainment values. But if you're a private business, you still have to ensure that your employees are vaccinated. Thus, Kyrie Irving as of right now, cannot play. Although he could go to the game and sit in the stands with thousands of people. 
but he can't play. And the mayor today, Mayor Eric Adams, said that the rule makes no sense and is ridiculous. But as the mayor of New York, he has to follow the rules. And I say, well, as the mayor of New York, change the damn rules. You're the freaking mayor of New York. All right? You have power. Change the rules. And and this doesn't, not just because of Kyrie Irving, but because it's stupid. Because it does make no sense. So you're the mayor. Fix it. You know? Do something about it. You got a you got a lot of power in the city. You you can you know get it done. Get it done, not just for Kyrie Irving, but for so many others that are in a situation that defies logic. It really does. I it's just amazing. So unvaccinated people in New York, go ahead and eat, no problem. Go to the entertainment venue, no problem. Go to the health clubs, no problem. But Kyrie Irving. Do not go onto the court to play basketball, even though players on the other team that are unvaccinated, they're allowed to play. Hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. No wonder, I said this on my rant today, no wonder so many people are moving out of New York. No wonder so many people are moving out of California. I get it. I understand completely. I get it. I I really do understand. You know, with with asinine leadership like that in a city of New York and the mayor coming out saying that the mandate is ridiculous, it makes no sense, then do something about it. I don't understand that part of it. Do something about it. I mean, what the hell are you there for? You know, if you know something is stupid and makes no sense, and as you said, is ridiculous, as the mayor of New York, fix it. All right? I'm sure if there are things, other things in the city that are ridiculous and make no sense, you're going to do something about it. You know, I understand he doesn't want New York to go back to where it was at the height of the pandemic. Hey, we all get that. Uh, we got no problem with that. But this, this rule, wow, this mandate, just ridiculous. All right, as we close in on 4 o'clock Pacific, as it relates to Major League Baseball, they said that the deadline was tonight. All right? And as we approach the 7 o'clock hour on the East Coast, still nothing about the status of opening day, which is March 31st. As I said, Jeff Passan of ESPN this morning said that he thought it would take a miracle to reach an agreement by tonight. Is that what we're looking at, a miracle? Again, I don't want to give false hope here, but I would think the fact that they're still meeting and there has been no word is a, it's better than not. Doesn't mean that they're going to get a deal done. But at least to me, it would appear that they're trying. Trying is one thing, but, you know, getting it done. And I think if they do not get a deal done tonight, I could see this thing going on for a while. And I think a lot of people are just going to say goodbye. Enough. You know, the game is already hard to watch. I find it hard to watch. I hate the way the game is played now. It does not attract me to where, oh, I've got to watch this game. Strikeout after strikeout after strikeout. Starting pitcher maybe goes five innings. You know, four or five relief pitchers. Games take three and a half hours. You know, why? You know, why do I want to watch a boring event that lasts three to four hours? Personally, I don't want to. So I'm I'm hopeful because I have a lot of friends that work in baseball. And I'm also hopeful for the people that like baseball. I got nothing against you if you wa- like watching, you know, baseball every night. You know, if you were a Giants fan, they had a hell of a year last year. It was awesome until the playoffs began. And I, I, I understand. 
You know, they, they if you're entertained by that, you good, good for you. Good for you. But baseball needs needs a lot of work. A lot of work. They need to change the game. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And Rob Manford, I'll tell you, if this thing does not get done tonight, to me, I put the blame on Rob Manford. And I normally do not take sides in labor issues when it comes to sports. But I'm siding with the players on this one. All right, Rob Manford has had well over a year. They knew this day was coming. And I think he's done a horrible job. Maybe we'll all be surprised. You know, maybe later tonight we get word that they have come to tentative agreement and that they feel they can get a deal done tomorrow or the next day and they're not going to postpone opening day. I'll believe it when I see it, but at least you can be hopeful on that. All right, so tomorrow, 3 o'clock, I want to need your phone calls tomorrow, all right? I love doing this, but I'm not going to hear myself talk every day. I need your input. I want to hear what you have to say, all right? And the people that listen want to hear what you have to say. So tomorrow, I need more of your phone calls. Got to have it. You know, I want to hear from you. I want to interact with you. And very often, based on what you say, it leads us down another road, another avenue of discussion. All right? So think about that for tomorrow because I really want to make this big. And I want you, I want it to be interactive. All right? That's what I want. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls here on this Monday, and we check in with John. John, how are you today, sir? Oh, I'm doing all great. All right, Grant. I want to chime in real quick. Manfred, he is way over his head in this job. You know, I know know we've talked about this for a while, and we talked about it last week, one day. He's in way over his head. But right now, since negotiations are still going on as we speak, it gives me a little bit of hope that, you know, baseball fans, we might have, we might have some, and I'm sure we will by, by the end of, even if it starts late, I'm pretty confident that we will have it. But since they're still negotiating right now, it gives me a little hope that yep. they may very well come up with something tonight or within the next day or two. Well, it's better, it's better that they're still talking than not talking. I mean, we can at least agree on that. Uh, we can only hope oh, that there's good no news, but I'm with you. To begin with, no doubt about it. To begin yep. with, what was that, a 15-minute d- meeting day one? Yep. What the hell is that about? The, it's it's, it's embarrassing. That's what it's about. Yep. You're right. Rob Manfred has got to have a little bit more, a little bit more in the shorts than that. Yeah. You know, he's got to be able to step up and speak. And, you know, like, like kind of like you said, I really don't like to take sides one way or the other. But I've seen so much, so much crap from Manfred that it's hard to, to just sit, listen to him and, and believe it and believe that he's going to get it taken care of. I don't know. That, that's I'm with I'm you, John. Saying, but... Hey, I'm with you. Hopefully tomorrow when we come on, uh, and thank you very much for the call, buddy. Hopefully tomorrow when we come on, we're talking about opening day. We can only hope. I don't want to give out false hope, but we can only hope. All right, so tomorrow, 3 o'clock, I want your phone calls. I hope you all have a great rest of the day. Thank you very much. Don't forget tomorrow, 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific. No filter network, nofilter.net. 
I'll be doing an hour show with Sean Salisbury. You can join us right on the internet. It's fun. Uh, it's very interactive. And Sean Salisbury is the best. Love doing that show with him. Hey, take care. Stay safe. Talk to you tomorrow at 3 o'clock. So Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.